0: Talk radio seventy seven WABC. This is sit and
1: friends in the morning, entertaining and informative. Oh, seventy seven WABC. I'm in the fumble, just the one cross the hall. If you don't answer, I'll just bring it on the wall.
0: I know he's there, but I just try to call. Yeah. Got seven great guests stopping by today. Seven. You know, one of the major stories is next week, Wednesday night, is the second presidential debate, the GOBT I should say, presidential debate. And once again, Donald Trump is not going to participate. Why should he? He's up by about 60 points. But more importantly, he's decided to do something that shows how much he cares about this country. He continues to put America first, whether it's a trip to East Palestine, Ohio, which this administration didn't do for way too long. But what he's doing next week, which is a trip to Detroit to meet with the United Auto Workers Union, and it's freaking the Democrats out because they know they know that this is only going to make Trump look even shinier. They know it. So, my next guest was the president of the Correction Officers Benevolent Association. He was a union leader himself and for a very long time over 20 years between 1995 and 2016 he did a great job i'm proud to call this guy a friend too norman seabrook norman good friday morning buddy
1: how are you good friday morning to you too and i wouldn't call you a friend i'd call you my brother <laughs> you. that's even <laughs> better brother. i like that thank you my brother
0: norman so uh, when you uh you were listening yesterday and i was talking giving trump all this credit for not only not debating, but what he's doing is, uh, is really great and great for the American people, the blue-collar worker. And you said, yeah. And you said, and look, these people, this is your quote, these people are trying to destroy our unions.
1: What do you mean by that? Absolutely. I meant, what, what I mean by that is that if you allow, and, and, and first of all, let me just back up for a second. I think that what uh, former President Donald Trump is doing is a great thing. People may disagree with me, but you know what? Even when he says, I'm not going to the debate, people say, well, he should go to the debate. I learned a long time ago, let them draw their own crowd. There's no sense in him going there and then 20,000 people showing up and then everybody thinks it's them that brought them. No, he brought them. So put that aside and say, okay, he's going to support the United uh, Auto Workers and, and, and their fight for justice and their fight for equality. And I think that that's very important because... We have now—excuse me—the governor of the state of New York, the mayor of the city of New York, and all of these individuals who are jockeying to say, you know what, let's just put a Band-Aid on the problem that uh, New York City is facing and and give them work papers and let them go to work and let them do what it is that they have to do. I think that's bullshit, because at the end of the day, the bottom line to it is they're destroying unions. You cannot do that. If you do that, you are going to cause a serious riff— with unions because it's the union's job to clean the streets, it's the union's jobs to build the buildings, it's the union's jobs to repair the highways, it's the union's jobs. When you get scabs, and and I call them scabs because that's what we've called them for years, when you get scabs to come in and try to do the job that we're trained to do as professionals for less money these contractors are then going to go to them. They're going to put the blue-collar worker out of business. I understand not everybody is a union member, but there are union members in every single home in America. It's been that way for years. It will continue to be that way. But if we allow them to do that, we are going to be faced with a serious problem. Second part to that is that if the unions allow the governor— and the mayor to do this without them fighting back, then there will be no precautions in place to say what they can do and what they can't do. And then you want to say, all you want to do is allow the individuals that come from Venezuela to receive the papers so that they can get ahead of the line of those that have been on the line. That's ridiculous, Sydney. I mean, come on, man, enough is enough. Stop trying to throw wool over our eyes and make us believe that you have this great plan when all you're doing is destroying the households of americans around the country
0: i agree and uh, and going back to the union discussion you know such a rich tradition and you know going back to of course uh, jimmy jimmy hopper when he was That's the right. president of the teamsters between 57 and 71 i know the afl cio was in the news this morning obviously sag after doing the news every day because of the writer's And the actors strike. And we know how important unions are to, um, you know, to the the worker in this country and what they mean to them. So I I just feel like uh, that's gotten lost somewhere, like you just mentioned, over the years, which makes this Donald Trump trip next week
1: even bigger. Absolutely. No question about that. And I think that what's going to happen is that people are finally going to realize that irrespective of what you think personally – of this man, the bottom line to it is what's in your wallet? That's the bottom line. Union members have been able to have benefits have been able to have medical dental optical all of these things that have been negotiated for years and that's going to be taken away silently and quietly because no one is looking at the bigger picture it's time to think outside the box and say to yourself okay you want to do this no there must be some restrictions on what you can do and what you cannot do where you can work and where you can't work for example, you can't have Mr. J.C., Mr. John Castamatiti say, okay, uh, I want to build this building. Years ago, Mr. Castamatiti may have said, okay, no problem. You could build any buildings you want. But now that we have laws in place on unions and, and prevailing wages and everything else, he definitely says, okay, let me take a look at what this is and then do a contract like that. But when you don't have contracts, when you don't have prevailing wages, you're going to get people to come in and do it for $2 where a union member may have made $8, $8, right. and it's going to be done less. It's going to be, they're not going to even put the effort into it. They don't even know what the United States is all about. <laughs> they're coming over here, and it's all of a sudden, let's yep. build this house. This, yep. It just doesn't make any sense anymore. And I don't think that the people have their fingers on the pulse that are making these decisions. And for Washington to come in and say, okay, we're going to, yeah, yeah, we're going to give you the passes. Okay, so you give them the passes, and all of a sudden you have 5,000, 6,000, 8,000 people working, doing the job that you Union members used to do. What's next to say that the correction officer doesn't have to be an officer, the police officer no. doesn't have to? Be, you know, that, that could
0: happen. They've already moved towards that social worker nonsense and those types of folks. So in the final sixty seconds, Norman great is always, talking about correction officers. There was a rumor going around that Molina, who's in charge of the Department of Corrections, wanted to quit. He had enough. I'm out of here. But the mayor wouldn't allow him to. Can you confirm and or deny those rumors?
1: I cannot confirm or deny it, but I certainly don't think that a person that comes and brings a number two man in uh, to the Department of Correction is bringing him in just to give him a job. I think that that's a preparation for an exit. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. And if I am wrong... God bless Mr. Molina. If I am, if I'm right, God, still God bless Mr. Mm-hmm. Molina. But at the end of the day, the bottom line to it is, is that we have to do and face the realities of what's going on in this city, and it's outrageous. It's just like what the uh, fentanyl problem. You know, I come up with an idea. I say, okay, from now on, I want to see a canine dog along with the inspector inspect these places that we're putting our children in. Because that dog is going to pick up a hit on drugs at the location. Nobody's doing it. I don't understand. What are we waiting for? Another Mm. child to die? Yeah, good point. Listen, Norman, as always, you're right
0: on the money, buddy. Great to open my Friday show with you. Thank you so much for stopping by and shedding some light on the union situation. We love you, pal. Have yourself a great week. Thank you, Norman.
1: And you have yourself a great holiday coming up, you and all my brothers and sisters from Israel.
0: Thank you. There he is, folks, Norman Seabrook, as he wraps up the first hour of today's program. A terrific hour at that. Thank you, Norman.